Oh my gosh, if you're having a hard time making decisions, then you have to listen to today's episode. I'm outlining four simple steps. We're gonna get you motivated, inspired to take an action, make a decision, and get on with it already. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose, episode 62, How to Make Great Decisions. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friend, Ridhu Parikh here, your productivity bestie for your career, your home, and your life. I help ambitious women go from overwhelmed and overloaded to totally in control in the boardroom or in the family room. Welcome back. If it's your first time here, thank you for joining. I am so thankful to have your listening ear, and I can't wait to dive into today's topic about how to make great productive, successful, rewarding decisions. Yes, decisions, because we got to make decisions all the dang time. And I want to start with the idea of why less is truly more. Y'all, there is something out there that is happening to you. It is happening to me. It is a real thing. And it is decision fatigue. Am I right? Decision fatigue. We are making so many decisions that we get tired, then we start making the bad decisions, you know, like by two or three o'clock when you're grabbing for the like donut or the crappy fried food instead of something really healthy. Yes, it's all part of decision fatigue. It is a real thing and it starts the moment you open your eyes. You start making decisions immediately. So you might have a bit of routine when you wake up, like maybe you go to the bathroom and you brush your teeth. I mean, that's what I do. But after that, it's kind of based on what you feel like doing, right? Maybe you're thinking, should I eat now? Should I wait? Oh, wait, I'm walking into the kitchen. I'm going to get my coffee, part of my routine, but then I see the mail on the counter. Should I check for the bills? Should I go wake up the kids? Oh, wait, later on, after I eat or after I get them up and I start moving, I'm in my closet. And now I'm like, hmm, should I wear the jeans or the yoga pants since I'm working from home today? Uh, Should I wash my hair? Should I wait till tomorrow? Should I put on this lip gloss? Should I put on that one? Like, and it doesn't end, right? Should I, should I, should I? And you're just thinking, and whether it's conscious or subconscious, it's making decisions all day long. In fact, it is estimated that the average adult makes more than... Brace yourself for this for this stat here. 35,000 decisions per day. 35,000. I don't make this stuff up, y'all. In a given day, you are dealing with everything from pretty much those really, really simple decisions, like what shoes look best with this, to kind of bigger, sometimes very stressful, impactful decisions, like should I pivot my business? Hey, there's a lot of decisions and the number of decisions you have to make in a day can get so overwhelming that by the time you want to get home or end your work day, you can barely decide what to eat for dinner, right? And then we're looking in the fridge or in the pantry and shutting down and getting paralyzed and all the fatigue is happening and all the overwhelm and all the scatteredness, scatteredness, not present, all of it's no bueno. 
So this is what's known as decision fatigue. If you're feeling burnt out and mentally exhausted, I know, and you know, that there are ways you can better manage your daily responsibilities. And one of those powerful ways is to limit your options. And this is why less is truly more. Having a lot of options can be really exciting. I get it. We are really lucky to be living in a time where at our disposal, there are so many options and choices and alternatives, whether it means just like walking to the grocery store, going on to Amazon, going into Target, like anywhere you go, there's options upon options upon options. But it can also be overwhelming. And the research on this jam study is fascinating. Okay, so there was this grocery store that sold 348 different kinds of jellies and jams. I'm just gonna assume they were like really uh, like a jam store, I'm assuming, I don't know, but 348 kinds. The experimenter set up a tasting booth to let people try the different jams. And you know, you've seen that before. You go into the supermarket, you go to Costco, and they have that free sample method. So they encourage people to buy their products. So in the experiment, half of the time, they set out 24 different jams. And the other half the time, they only had six jams available to try. So many more people stopped to try the jam where there was 24 choices, right? Like there's just so many, it's like there's a big crowd around it, so people are going there. And they obviously stayed at the booth longer because there are so many more jams to try. However, when there were six jams offered, the customers were more likely to buy the jam. So there may have been less customers, They didn't stay as long, but in terms of actually taking an action, it was the ones who did it when they only had six choices. With the 24 jam display, about 3% of visitors purchased the jam. And with the six jam display, 30% of the customers purchased the jam. That's crazy, right? So the study just shows, it demonstrates that when given fewer options, people are more likely to follow through with a decision. So... This is why if you go to like a really nice fine dining kind of restaurant or like the high end clothing stores, sometimes you walk into those clothing stores and it looks really stark in there. You're like, there's a lot of white space in here. And they tend to follow the same idea. Like they present their customers with fewer choices. Chances are because they're more likely to buy when there's fewer things. It's like their mind is more focused. They're not like scattered. They're not like, and the comparison goes away. Like, oh, if I get this one or should I get this one? You're comparing one item to the other when there's just few choices, that doesn't really happen. Which is now thinking about this, why I have a brain aneurysm every time I go to the Cheesecake Factory, which is not that often, but oh my Lord, have you seen their menu? I swear it is like a novel and I just want to shut down. In fact, I have actually said the words out loud when we're walking by like a, you know, a choice of restaurants and that's one of them. I'm like, I can't go in there. I can never figure out what I want. Like it actually shuts me down. Anyway, so therefore when you're making a difficult decision, you'll make the process easier on yourself if you just start with fewer options. Let me tell you one more personal story because this cracked me up and this is, but this is just so indicative. I think of what really happens in like a day-to-day real life experience. Recently, uh, I had my husband, I asked him to go like pick up tortillas or not recently, it was a while ago, but I asked him to pick up tortillas from the store. It's all I needed, had everything else on, like just grab the tortillas on the way home. And he calls me and he's in the grocery store and our big grocery store is Kroger. And he's like, so I, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. He's totally frazzled. First of all, he's like, it took me 
10 minutes to find the tortillas, like the tortilla aisle. I couldn't find it because the supermarket is huge and there's a bazillion aisles. I couldn't get there. And I'm here and there's whole wheat tortillas and mini tortillas and gluten-free tortillas and corn tortillas and street taco tortillas, super soft tortillas, carb balanced tortillas. And then there's all the brands. So uh, all those different types. And then there's like the Mission brand or Ortega or La Banderita, blah, 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 and it goes on and on and on. And my brain is fried and scattered just trying to take all this information in. I'm not even in the grocery store and I'm trying to make sense of everything he's saying. And now I'm confused and I'm not even there, right? So Anyway, I finally come to a decision. He gets it and he comes home and I'm like, next time you're going to Trader Joe's right? <laughs> because Trader Joe's only has like five aisles and like two types of tortillas and that's it. Anyway, I know I'm beating you over the head with this, but this is just how we live our lives and why it can really help to have less options. So if you want to make better decisions, less options means less time, more clarity, more decision making and more progression towards your goals. On a similar note, there is a reason you have seen or heard that people like Steve Jobs or Barack Obama or even Mark Zuckerberg, they only have a few wardrobe options, right? They're kind of known for like, like Steve Jobs had the black turtleneck and the blue jeans and Barack Obama had basically like the same kind of suit he was wearing all the time. And, and essentially, they're, the reason that they do that, they say that so they can spend less time and less brain energy on what to wear and instead, put that extra time and brain energy that they've just saved and put it towards more important priorities in their lives that moves the needle, right? They have some pretty big jobs and they got to like move the needle and move and progress towards their goals. Well, this can definitely apply to us, right? Like, what does this mean for you? I'm willing to bet you have too many options everywhere in your closet, in your pantry, on your to do list even in your pen holder. And each decision, no matter how small, is using your limited mental energy because y'all, we only have that much every day. So here are a few things you can do to minimize your options and increase your ability to make really effective and clear and quick decisions. So number one, start with fewer. Start with fewer options. I know it seems... It seems obvious, but that's really what we got to do. We got to be very deliberate about this. So there is this real diminishing return in having too many alternatives. So each new option sort of subtracts a little bit from this feeling of well-being. Like I said, when you're in that position, you start feeling really scattered and this can then make you feel less confident because you can't make that decision. And then you start doing that comparison. So whenever possible, reduce the number of options you have to a relatively small number, like ideally three to six, if you can keep it less than that, great. But across many studies, it's been shown that when choices are limited to six or fewer, human beings, our decision-making seems to function more optimally. We just make better decisions. So what that means, if you, you have a dozen black shirts and a dozen black pants or two dozen black pants or however many, that's a, a large amount that keeps you confused about what to pick. Get them down to your favorites. Pick your top three, right? The ones that are your go-to, the ones that no matter what, even though I have my 12, I just keep wearing the same ones over and over again. These are the ones that I love. These are the ones that make my butt feel good, right? These are the ones that make you feel beautiful and confident. Don't settle for anything else that makes you feel less than. Don't 
leave things there because you're waiting for that day you lose weight. Don't live in the past. Look forward to like what you have right now. Be in the present so you can make those decisions. So get rid of those alternatives that are holding you back. And again, this applies to all those vacation spots that we're thinking of going and I can't make a decision or all the different business models that, you know, my mind keeps going in circles or all the reasons why I want to do this, not that, like get it down, like be deliberate and get it down to those three so you can start focusing your energy and your attention and your decisions on just the, the few. So you just want to start right there. Okay. And if this is hard to do, then maybe start with the brain dump have all the options you have, right? So let's say you're thinking about where to go on vacation. You could start by making the long list of destinations and then start narrowing that list down until you only have two, maybe three left. Then take a family vote with the two options, not the 10 options, because you're only gonna confuse them and no one's gonna be able to agree. And then see how quickly and easily the decision will be made. Okay, so that's the first thing is get it down to those few alternatives. Okay, then... Number two, have better conversations. Okay, now these are conversations with yourself and these are conversations with other people. So when it comes to making better decisions, research shows that engaging in the mental time to go into the future, right? Thinking about the future. So basically imagining how your decision is going to impact your future self is a really positive way and will help you make that decision faster. And you're less likely to engage in like negative self-talk and self-destructive behavior. On the other hand, if you have mental chatter or you're talking to other people and living in the past about everything that you should have done, that did why it didn't work out last time, if you're traveling backward to previous decisions, that can have really negative consequences. So let's apply this to real life. So when you're thinking about or you're having a conversation with, let's say hypothetically, a spouse about something that's a little bit difficult, right? It's something that you know could upset him or her. And you have like eight different options in your head of how you could approach this conversation and how you could go down the path and all the the things that have happened. And then your brain is all twisted about what to do because mostly what you're focusing is on, well, last time I tried to do this, it failed because, and this blew up in my face and we got into a big fight, right? And we're just like focusing on all these bad conversations, again, internally, externally in our brain, this chatter, it's not good. Or you can think if I approach it this way, and I'm going to get it down to my two different ways because I'm doing that number one. I'm getting my my options down. And now I'm thinking this is going to be awesome, right? I'm, I'm talking to myself and saying this will be awesome. I feel like we're going to have a great conversation. And simply because you're not dwelling on the past, but you're getting excited about a future possibility, it becomes easier to narrow your options and make a decision, Trust me on this. There's so much research and just try it. Like if you don't believe me, try that out like with the next decision you need to make and focus on the excitement and you will, it will be easier for you to make that decision. Number three, don't wait around for perfect. Don't wait around to make a decision until you find the perfect vacation, the perfect car, the perfect investment, the perfect product, the perfect model, uh, like business model, right? 
you are just going to eliminate making a decision. You're just going to like take it out of consideration because you're not even allowing yourself to make a decision until you wait for perfect. You will make better decisions. You'll be more satisfied with the outcomes if you let go of perfection, and this is in so many areas of our lives, and we, and we move forward with something good that feels good, not perfect. It has to be 51%, right? A little bit better than not doing it. And moving forward and taking one small action. Take an action. Don't wait around for perfect. You know that every time you take an action, it will snowball into another action. And maybe that action leads to another action. Well, it definitely will, but maybe that action is the result that you expected, or maybe it's not what you anticipated at all. But either way, it's going to give you the fuel and the indication and the evidence you need to make the next action and take the next step. So don't wait around for perfect. I cannot tell you how often perfectionism holds us back. I've talked about this so much before, but it's something we can hear over and over and over again because it's something that creeps up in our life and our decision-making all the time. Don't wait around for perfect. And number four, finally, make firm decisions and stick with them. If you wanna be happier with the decisions you make, then you should firmly stick with them. When two choices seem to involve the same amount of risk and benefit, right? So it's equally positive or it could be negative. Then you'll be much more satisfied knowing that whatever I chose was the right one, whatever the outcome was, and I did not look back. Again, it's kind of, it's going back to that, to when I was saying earlier, if you start dwelling on the past, you're not going to be able to make great decisions in the future. If you're always second guessing or wallowing in what I could have or should have chosen, you'll never be 100% focused on what you can be doing right now, right? On your best potential. Like part of your energy and your attention will always be hanging on to what could have been instead of being fully intentional on what could be. Mic drop, right? What could be. So when you do finally make that decision, enough. It's done. Stop second guessing. Let it go. Stand strong in it. Stand firmly in it. Be proud of it no matter what the outcome. Because you've made a decision, you're moving forward. And if it doesn't work out exactly how you want it, you make another decision based on that. But if you wallow in the past, you will stay stuck in the past and you will prevent yourself from making other future good decisions. Without a doubt, Having options, it, it enables us most of the time to, you know, have more fun, I feel like sometimes. It gives us more choices, obviously. It allows maybe our creativity to grow. We have more choices. However, if we get stuck in that, in those options and the choices, we will feel overwhelmed. It will, you will have a feeling of dissatisfaction because it will slow you down. It will deter you from making decisions and it will steal from you your energy and your clarity. Too many options keep us deferring decisions and they really keep us stuck in limbo. So the key takeaways from today was to limit those options. Really understand why less is more. Make a decision. Don't wait around for perfection and then stick with it. Stand strong in it. Feel good about it no matter what. Just the fact that you made the decision, knowing that you can always 
make another one in the future. And this, of course, leads me right into your challenge for this week because I always love to leave you with one. I want to make your time here 100% worth it. And today's action is to pick something you have already spent too dang long thinking about. I know you have something. And pick two options. Narrow it down. Get it down to just two. And then do it. Pick one. Pick one. Make the decision. I would love to hear that this inspired you and that you did it and you finally moved forward with something and just like know that this has really helped you and you are moving forward towards your goal. So if you want to share it with me, I will be here with open arms to cheer you on. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash 62 and let me know or meet me over on the Instas or the Facebook on Life is Organized. I would love to connect with you. And by the way, if you like what you're hearing and you want some more free and awesome tips and strategies and goodies, you're going to love to get your hands on my free resource, How to Finally Stop Procrastinating, over at lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. And lastly, friendly reminder, please subscribe to this podcast. Just go on over to the little subscribe button, click on it. If you have a friend or colleague that you think could benefit from it, share it with them. And if you're feeling extra generous today, please leave me a review because that's really what helps me get seen and reach other amazing women all around the world. Alrighty, my sweet friend, that wraps it up for today. As always, I thank you for your time and loving vibes and positive energy. And know that I am sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done. Please stay safe, love and support one another. And I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.